Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for this time of devotion and prayer. If this is your first time joining us, we welcome you. I'd like to remind you that God is working and moving here at the Forks. So grateful that each week we've been seeing new folks come to the church as well as many of our family members returning. I know now with this Delta variant has caused people to have some fear, but we would love to see you here or continue to worship with us online, but we would love to see you in person as God is bringing some exciting times and signs of life of what God has in store for us moving forward. But tonight, I'd like to share a few moments with you out of God's Word before having a time of prayer. If you joined us this past Sunday, whether here in person or online, we talked about that story that many of us learned as children. It was the story of Jonah. You remember, Jonah was the prophet that God gave him the command to go to Nineveh to preach against its wickedness. And you remember the story as we shared Sunday, Jonah ran from God and he headed in the opposite direction. And we talked about how God can get our attention. I've had several of you to share with me that you believe that God has been trying to get your attention, whether it's through an accident like we went through, maybe through a, an illness, through a health situation, through a relationship, through a financial burden, but somehow God has been trying to get your attention. And maybe God has been asking you to do something and you, like Jonah, have run the opposite way. You've gone the opposite direction. Well, I want to share a passage of Scripture with you tonight out of 1 John chapter 5. This is kind of a follow-up of what we talked about Sunday, but... If God has been calling you, if God has been prompting you in your heart, in your spirit to do something, giving you a command, then I believe this word tonight will help you and me. But it's found in 1 John chapter 5, if you have your Bible, beginning with verse 1. And you remember, this was John who wrote John's gospel uh, John, the disciple whom Jesus had loved, John had followed Jesus since his youth. Uh, John had been certainly one of Jesus's faithful disciples, the brother of James, the sons of thunder, uh, sons of Zebedee. But John writes, giving instruction to these early believers, uh, those who were experiencing some hardship, persecution, false teaching. And really, John was inviting them, challenging them and us to walk daily, day by day, an intimate personal relationship with Christ, following him, obeying him. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Begin with verse 1, 1 John chapter 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. 
In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands because his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Starting out, John gives kind of a proof, a test that we are really the children of God. And the first thing he says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So we know uh, proof is that we believe. And then secondly, he goes on to say, and everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. So not only do we believe, but we must love him. This is proof that we are his children. But then the way he says in verse 2, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. And that's, that's what I want to talk to you tonight about obedience. We shared Sunday that Jonah ran from God and as a result, he went through some hardship. He went through a storm. He went through being swallowed by the belly in the belly of the great fish or the whale. We know that Jonah experienced some anger at God because he was going to show grace to this wicked people. We know that a couple of times in Jonah, and we didn't even talk about this Sunday, he was even ready to die. He said he would just rather die than to see God show grace. And then he was ready to die when God took away his shade at the end of Jonah chapter four. And so we see Jonah fully, not only as a prophet, a messenger, a spokesperson for God, but we see very much his humanness. And we see how he struggled. And it was quite clear that we see Jonah's warts and all that, that he was not perfect. And we're not perfect as well, but I'm so grateful God can use us, his imperfect people, to fulfill his perfect plan. We also shared Sunday out of John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And then in verse 23 of John chapter 14, Jesus replied, if you obey my teaching, uh, this will show that you love me. And uh, I maybe didn't quote that exactly what it says, so I'm going to look it up to make sure I, I get it exactly right. But it was in John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And so a mark of a Christian, a follower of Jesus, is that we are to believe, we are to love, and we are to obey. I I was thinking earlier about many times when I've done pre-marriage counseling before the wedding, I've had women to tell me, look, you're not going to say, I've got to obey my husband in the ceremony, are you? And I said, no, I, I don't say obey. I, I believe people used to say that, and and certainly out of the uh, 
King James Version, but we read in Ephesians that husbands and wives are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And wives are to submit to their husbands and husbands are to love and respect their wives. But when we're reading about obeying God, it's a, it's a way that we're letting him know we love him and we're letting a watching world know that we are followers of Christ. It goes on to say in verse 3, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For the non-believer or the unbeliever to follow God's word and his commands are burdensome. And you know why it might be burdensome to them? is because they don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of them that gives us the strength to carry out God's commands. And it's possible that God has been speaking to you, prompting your heart to do something for him. And you've been disobeying him. And you know what? I believe this hurts God and it dishonors God. And really, it's saying that we really don't love him. I think about what Jesus said over in Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? How many of us say, yeah, Jesus Christ is my Lord. He's my Savior, but yet we're not living for him or we're not obeying his commands. We're, we're living as the world lives and we're openly disobeying him. Don't you think it hurt God when Jonah, uh, his man, his prophet, ran in the opposite direction, knowing that he was disobeying what God had called him to do? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck the house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So we know that when we obey God, that when the storms of life come, then we are going to have a firm foundation to stand upon and we will not be swept away like the world in its ways, but we will stand on the truth. And so we are to obey. And this is how we show him that we love him by obeying. In Ephesians, it also talks about not only husbands and wives loving one another, but it also says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And just as we are to obey God as his children, our earthly children are to obey us in the Lord, 
because this is right. And we've told our children, I've told my children many times, we've said, look, if you all love us, then you are going to obey us because we will not tell you or ask you to do something that's not for your good or for your well-being. And so we are to show our love for, for God by obeying him. And his commands are not burdensome. I just shared, we have the Holy Spirit that gives us strength to follow through with the commands that God is, has given us. But it says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is the one that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. If we believe tonight that Jesus is the Son of God, and we love Him, and we love one another, then we are going to obey Him. And He's going to bring us the ultimate victory. We might suffer some defeat in some small battles, or sometimes even some good-sized battles on this side, but ultimately, we know who wins the war, and we are victors in and through Christ. I believe it was in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 57, when Paul said, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Tonight, if God has been calling you, prompting you in your spirit to, to um, teach Sunday school, to lead a small group, or to be a facilitator for a discipleship study, or to go witness to your neighbor, or to share Christ with a friend, or, or to be an example on your team or to your classmate, however the Holy Spirit is prompting you, obey. Because when we openly disobey God, not only does it grieve Him and, and hurts Him, but we also set ourselves up to experience some hardship. Because we also talked about Sunday that, that we are disciplined as the children of God and we must endure hardship, and in so doing, we are being treated as the children of God. So many times, not that God's doing it to us, but He can use our circumstance, He can use our situation to bring us back to Him, to draw us closer to Him. And we know that Jonah was given a second chance, the people of Nineveh, repented, they were given a second chance. How many chances has God given us tonight? He's given us chance after chance. And how many of us have made a vow? And Jonah even prayed in the belly of that great fish. He said, what I have vowed, I will make good. And I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. That was in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. And we know that salvation comes from the Lord and we make a vow to him, we must fulfill it. And he gives us the strength to do that through his power and through his spirit. So tonight, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I challenge you to submit to him, give him your sin, repent from it, 
That's change of mind, change of heart, change of direction. Start living for Christ. And then after doing that, in obedience to the Lord's command, we are to be baptized. And I encourage you, if you've given your life to Jesus and you've not yet been baptized, I'm excited that on August the 29th at Happy Jack Farm, we're going to have a creek baptism. I'm grateful that we have children and adults who are signing up to be baptized. And, and I'm meeting with folks. And as a matter of fact, this evening, uh, Mary Rainwater and I are meeting with many children who prayed to receive Christ at Vacation Bible School. And, and if you would like to speak with me about following through with the commitment, you've accepted Christ, you believe in him, you love him, you love others, but you've not yet been baptized, this is an act of obedience. We are to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of, of the Holy Spirit because that's what Jesus commanded. And if we love him, we will obey his command. So if you have not given your life to Christ tonight, I hope that you will pray confessing your sin, inviting him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. This goes along with our vision for this new season. We want you to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. We want you to be equipped through the Word of God, teaching His truths so that we can, the 30, evangelize a lost and dying world so we can share our story of how God saved us. And if He saved us, he can save you and save others. So tonight, I hope you are encouraged that you will not look at obeying God as burdensome, but you will look at it as a blessing to know. And that, that goes back when God made a covenant with his people. If, if they would obey him and follow him, then he would bless them certainly in the promised land. And that covenant, I believe, is still true for us today. If we believe in him and we follow him and his ways and we know Jesus, then we receive a blessing, not only on this side of eternity, but ultimately in heaven. So tonight, now we're going to enter into a time of prayer. You'll be receiving a prayer list if you're on our email list and We've had several church members to lose loved ones and extended church family members that have lost loved ones. We lift them up. We, we have many in our church that are battling some form of cancer or sickness, going through treatments. We have folks that are, again, battling some other illness, and we pray for them. We pray that this Delta variant would not cause more uh, harm or, or loss of life, that there would be a hedge of protection. As I said, people are starting to come back. This past Sunday was our largest crowd yet. We're excited that we have new family members joining. Again, people coming to Christ, wanting to be baptized. These are exciting times. And the devil's throwing a fit because God is working. So I encourage you to 
to uh, stay close to the Lord, keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting, keep obeying, and God will see us through. But at this time, I invite you to join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness and for your love and that you promised to always be with us. Thank you, Father, that your word is trustworthy and true. Lord, I, I pray tonight that if there are folks watching and, and Lord, they've been running from you, uh, convicted by your spirit, maybe running from your commands or your calling, turn them, God, tonight. Turn them back to you. Lord, I pray that they're not going through a season of pain or hardship, but know, God, as we talked about Sunday, you can use these things to get our attention. Maybe an accident, maybe a health scare, maybe pain, maybe a problem, but you can use all these things, maybe this pandemic, to get our attention. And may we now come running to you, submitting to you, saying, Lord, here I am. Make my life useful for thee, for you. So God, I pray tonight some folks would uh, come to you understanding that obedience shows you that we love you. And it's not a burden. It's a blessing that we have the privilege of being called your children. Father, I pray if there are those watching tonight who've not taken that first step to give their life to you, may they confess their sin tonight, ask you to come in, and Father, to forgive them of their sin. And Lord, they would pledge their love for you, repenting from their old ways and walking, Father, now in obedience to your word. And may they follow through with believers' baptism, Father. And, and this is an outward symbol of their inside faith. And because you were baptized, because you set the example, we too are to follow through with believers' baptism Lord, I pray tonight for families that are grieving. Wrap your loving arms around them, God, and may they feel your gentle peace and comfort and love. Father, we just pray that this new variant would end soon and that it would not take any more lives or cause, uh, Father, sickness. Protect our families, God. Protect this church family. Lord, we praise you that we see family members returning and new family members joining and people accepting Christ. Uh, Lord, I praise you even too uh, yesterday accepting you here in my office. I praise you for that. Give you all glory. You're at work, God. And we're excited that we are at the, I think, at the threshold of seeing great revival and spiritual awakening, signs of life that the devil has been defeated and that you bring us victory through Christ Jesus. Father, bless every person watching tonight. Bless those that are battling sickness. Bless those looking for employment or going through financial problems. Bless families, Lord, that are divided. Bring healing and reconciliation. Father, bring healing to those that are sick. Lord, I just pray again for great revival and spiritual awakening in our country and in our world. Bless and guide our leaders. Father, turn our country back to you. Uh, Father, I just pray again for 
this church as we are excited about this vision. May we all, Father, have an encounter with you and that we would be equipped through getting involved in your word. And then, Father, that we would be open to evangelize and share our faith. And Father, we just love you and we just thank you tonight for loving us. And we love you as well. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. And we're going to keep you posted as we have some exciting times coming up with a great event in August. We're going to have a, a Dr. Lou Sterrett who's going to give a Sermon on the Mount using horses as he shares Christ with us. This will kind of be our kickoff to our Wednesday nights. That's on August the 18th. The following Wednesday night will be our first fellowship meal, catered meal, and we're excited about that. And then a new look prayer meeting that will be on the 25th. And then don't forget again about our Creek Baptism, the 29th, probably September, mid-September after Labor Day will be when we'll start our Sunday nights as far as the small groups. We're still uh, getting some volunteers together and leaders and, and facilitators. Again, contact us if you're interested, but we're excited about what God is doing and preparing for us. So keep us in your prayers as we continue to pray for you. I hope that you're having a great summer as it's winding down and pray for safety for those of you finishing up vacations. And then we look forward to seeing you here on Sunday at either 8.30 or 11. We've been having some great services. If you're still worshiping online, we're grateful. But if you are able to come, it's just not the same uh, worshiping at home. You, you miss out on that fellowship and interaction and feeling the presence of the Lord where two or more are gathered in his name. So I hope you'll join us this Sunday and don't forget how much God loves you and we love you too. Have a blessed night and a blessed rest of the week. God bless you.